0: Welcome into another edition of the Sibling Rivalry Podcast, a show all about college football where the conversations are lively, the topics irreverent, and the hosts are semi-knowledgeable. I'm Madison, and I'm joined as always by my brother Pierce. Pierce, how are you?
1: I'm doing well. Sad that the college football season is not officially over, but the regular season is. Um... It's it's sad. It's a sad time of year when when that final game ends. But there's nothing like that that final November uh, with the Iron Bowl and all those rivalry games. You got rivalry week. So no, we're
0: not starting that. Crop
1: um, again. It's uh, coming off coming off a great week. Spending time with family, holidays. Uh, it's exciting. Now the adventure begins.
0: Yeah, it's kind of true. It's like a a bittersweet moment where you know you've got a really great slate of football and you're coming into bowl season where essentially there's a game every single day, lots of candy for your eyeballs, but it is kind of sad because it means the winding down of the season we love so much, which is, of course, football but let's not lament too much, Pierce, about what is to come when football ends. Let's instead look at what we did last week. Really quickly hit us with the record of how we finished this week. You and I differed a little bit. Probably some bad strategy for me as we headed into the last uh, regular season week. I went different picks than you, and I had a little bit of a lead. I probably should have picked in line with you. But I was feeling kind of ballsy. So what, what did we do?
1: So, and I'll have to go back and and do an official uh season total um or season record uh that at the end of this week, but you went three and seven three and that's not seven. good that
0: means you did really well
1: I actually didn't i actually ju- I did well six and four okay um
0: that means I'm probably still winning,
1: yeah, you probably are right. still up about about three two three games I would say so uh, with my offer for, for last week, that's a, whew, that's bad. But I've still got bowl season.
0: That's true.
1: Um, and then, not that anyone cares, but uh, 4-0 on the easy peasy oh, pick. So, listen, listen to the guy that knows where to put your money.
0: That's true. I don't understand any of that stuff, so I'm, I'm glad that we've got you to lead us. Otherwise, it'd be me leading the blind, the blind leading the blind, as they like to say. Uh, All right, Pierce, let's get into it. The week 14 recap, Uh, starting it off, I, I cannot, I've been waiting, I've been giddy all day long to talk about this game because it was one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen in my entire life. The Ole Miss Rebels and the Mississippi State Bulldogs squaring off in the Egg Bowl. Winner not only gets bragging rights, but uh, Mississippi State had bowl eligibility on the line, and they ultimately win the game, Pierce, 21-20. to But that's not the real story here. The real story here is the fact that at the last second, John Rice, which you were right, it is John Rice, not John Reese, Plumley, connects with, I, what's the guy's name?
1: Elijah Moore.
0: Elijah Moore for a last, I mean, there's two seconds left in the clock touchdown. And Elijah Goes over. I mean, obviously they're down by one. Got to get the PAT. And he goes over and mimics a dog peeing. Of course, that's a celebration penalty. Backs the kicker up. The kicker still is a. I mean, still a pretty short kick, but that's still enough to get in your head. And and you know, you you move it from oh, it's a gimme. It's a little bit harder of a situation. And he misses the extra point, and the Bulldogs win the egg ball twenty done twenty one to twenty. Matt Luke, of course, has since lost his job. Uh, the president of the university did come out, or the AD, sorry, I don't know which one it was, but he did come out and say that it did have a little bit of something something to do with it. I'm sure that mainly has something to do with the discipline of the team. Uh, but, wow, what a crazy, crazy time if you're an Ole Miss rebel. A lot of roller of emotions. And one of those that you sit back and you go, well, that was kind of fun to watch if you don't have a dog in the fight.
1: It certainly is. I feel bad sitting here for Matt Luke. I don't know. Yes, they're breaking in a lot of new prospects, and, you know, Ole Miss obviously wants to get back to where they were under Hugh Freeze. It was an unfortunate situation in a heated rivalry game. I've noticed a lot, a lot more leniency in college as far as pro with celebrations and whatnot. This obviously is a no doubter. The kicker needs to kick the daggum field goal. Did Elijah Moore lose them that game? No. No.
0: Hey, he's pretty he to blame made, for, he, for that. He can, though. he
1: can be. Yes, he's part of the whole factor, but. Unless there was something crazy going on back behind the scenes that I don't know about that I'll have to tap into some of my uh, resources. That Elijah Moore penalty, I just, I, I, don't see how that gets Matt Luke fired. So it, it I mean, had to be no, a very No, there was line. other
0: things. I mean, you finished four. You had four wins on the season, for God's sakes. So four and eight on the season, two and six in the conference. It's not a great situation at Ole Miss in general, but the point being he came out and said that has some a little something something to do with it. I think it's yeah. mainly the laughing stock part of it.
1: And winning your uh, winning against your rival, it, had they won, would have made a 5 and 7 oh, season. no
0: doubt Matt Luke retains his job if they won that game.
1: Yeah, and and, and it's a shame because he has young quarterbacks. I mean, it and and it's a, it's also a shame because they really in my opinion on the eye test level and the statistical level, they beat mississippi state the problem was they lost a turnover battle true and that was that was the difference in the game um and i i mean you feel bad for elijah moore um from all accounts he's supposed to be a great guy pick it up man you'll you'll uh brighter days are ahead but Got to feel for Luke if, if if this was a big reason why he got fired.
0: Well, we'll see as more of that comes out. Um, Pierce, you alerted me that Nick Saban was spotted in Oxford. Not sure what that means. Sure, like you said it was probably just uh, the closest airport to recruit, but you got to love Twitter. It's been set ablaze by a Nick Saban sighting.
1: You better believe with Saban uh, and company, not... Unable to get into the to the SEC championship, let alone beat their arch rival. First he's, time not he's being be playoff. He's going to be out there, out there recruiting. That's true. Let me put it that way. Recruiting. <laughs> he's going to be doing everything he can to get every every last top recruit in the nation.
0: He needs to find himself a new kicker, but we'll get to that in a bit. Um, Pierce, another really fun one to talk or to watch rather was the. Drought being ended in the Commonwealth Cup. The Virginia Cavaliers, for the first time in 15 years, take down in-state rival Virginia Tech, winning that game 39-30. to Not much more to say about it, except for the fact that you got bragging rights. You got a 15-year drought snapped. And you got Virginia clinching to take on Clemson in the ACC Championship. A really fun one from top to bottom.
1: Yeah, this one was crazy. It had its ebbs and flows. It was from each quarter, you didn't know who was going to win. I mean, Virginia gets out to to a pretty commanding lead. Virginia Tech just – it had to feel like it, they were just holding on for dear life. Bryce Perkins goes for two long touchdown runs. And then Virginia Tech's Hendon Hooker, um, great-looking QB for Virginia Tech. 34-yard run early in the, in the second quarter – or second half, excuse me. And then that just kind of busts the doors open – they get 21 back um, in the third, and then eventually Bryce Perkins and company, um, as well as the defense, late in the game to, to really make it look a little bit dece- deceiving. This was a very close game, came down to the wire. The the field goal at 123 essentially did it. Um, you look at the stats, Hooker, Perkins, both threw for three three 311 yards each, Um, you really can't, can't, this was just a battle of will and Virginia was able to come on top, come out on top and, uh, survive in advance. And that's what it takes this time of year.
0: From a streak being ended to a streak being, uh, extended for the eighth time in a row, the Ohio state Buckeyes take down the Michigan Wolverines in what is lovingly called as the game. Uh that final score pierce was a fifty six to twenty seven. Ohio State had it in hand pretty much the whole game. Uh and I hate to say it, but Justin Fields looked pretty good. He even went down at one point with what looked to be a knee injury, came back out with a brace. The next drama
1: queen. Yeah,
0: maybe so. But the next the next pass, it is a long one uh to Garrett Wilson for a touchdown. Uh he had four touchdowns or threw four touchdown passes and J.K. Dobbins ran for four. Like I said, absolute domination in the game on the road in the Big House. Not a great look for Mrs or Michigan. Uh kind of wondering what what's next for Harbaugh. I guess he's staying, but you know, we'll see how everything shakes out. But Ohio State, they've pretty much clinched the playoff.
1: They have and they have uh, also clinched the number one spot in my opinion i do believe that ohio state will be named number one tomorrow night this is monday you'll hear this um you'll obviously see the college football playoff ruling who, who they have in and out but i think they'll have ohio state fully entrenched in that number one spot i think they made a pretty bold statement by doing that last week yeah, to your point, this was just a blowout. Um and, and and again, to further your point, as much as it pains me to say, Justin Fields had a very good day. He was he didn't throw for fifty percent he didn't have a fifty percent completion percentage. So I will knock him there. I'm always gonna knock him. I'm his biggest critic because I can't stand him. But he had a good day when he needed to, three oh two through the air, four touchdowns, zero interceptions um Shea Patterson decent day himself but again the turnovers really this was J.K. Dobbins day coming out not necessarily coming out party but just this was his day this was the J.K. Dobbins day 300 211 yards on 31 carry 6.8 four TDs himself so not only did he tie fields but as a running back who gets less touches that's incredible um Ohio State looks to be a very, very tough out in this college football playoff.
0: Absolutely. Another team that has clinched, Pierce, is the Clemson Tigers. They take down the South Carolina Gamecocks 38-3. That is now the second consecutive season that Clemson has finished 12-0 and their 27th straight Win. Trevor Lawrence has not known a loss in his time at Clemson. It's pretty big. I will say I don't necessarily agree with Dabo's comments at the end of the game. He said if they had lost to South Carolina, which, of course, Georgia lost to earlier in the season, that they would have been voted 20th by the College Football Playoff Committee uh, and that they are looking for reasons to keep Clemson out, whereas they're looking for reasons to keep Georgia in. I don't necessarily agree with that, but when you play in the SEC and you're playing some big-time talent, And you're going out of conference to play in Notre Dame versus being a Clemson. And they don't get to pick who they play in conference, but they're not necessarily picking the hardest teams out of conference. So uh, a little bit of a bone to pick with Coach Sweeney there at the end of his uh, press conference. But I understand what he's saying. I do kind of get it. But also no one's saying Clemson shouldn't be in. It's just they're not being talked about like Ohio State because they're playing nobodies. But. Nothing, you know, hey, they're in the playoffs. Good for them. They'll take on Virginia in the ACC championship. We'll talk about that game later on in the episode. Let's get your thoughts here, Pierce, on this one.
1: Yeah, it's really bothersome because if you had anything to gripe about, it'd be it'd be Alabama. Who doesn't play anyone out of conference? And I almost got into an argument today with a colleague who's a Clemson grad. I don't believe he listens to this, so I think I'm safe here the reason that and he was saying yeah well our defense is pretty good and i was saying that's the only area of the team i'm worried about going into the college football playoffs and he goes the defense is good we haven't given up more than 14 points i think some, somewhere around there the entire season and i went yeah who do y'all play who do y'all play who do you play out of conference if you're going to if you're going to say that about south carolina then put up the schedule because your 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 conference doesn't have that 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 elite talent that the SEC does. I'll I'll say it right now, the Big 10 and the Big 12 have better talent than the ACC. It's just that simple. So you've got to go out of conference and get scheduled bigger matchups in my opinion. Now they had Texas and I applaud them for that. So um, I will move on from that. This was just a game of just ease, to be honest. Trevor Lawrence, uh, to a, a, a smooth kind of like his hair, just a silky smooth. Two sunshine, ni- two ni- yes, yeah, sunshine. <laughs> two hundred ninety five, three TDs, very efficient doing so. Uh, Holinsky couldn't do anything as their defense did bottle them up. Really, this was a game where they just they just got up, got up early and. Took their foot off the gas pedal and, um, let some of the backups get some work in.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, Easy, easy peasy for Clemson there as they took on South Carolina. But the next team that we're going to talk about couldn't get it done versus South Carolina, but they got it done despite a slew of mess-ups. And that is the Georgia Bulldogs' clean old-fashioned hate taking on the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. They win that game 52-7. to Pierce, there was a lot of stuff you didn't like as a Georgia fan, but once again, the dogs get it done. And at the end of the game, we're looking, but we won 52-7, to but why don't I feel good about how that game went? Uh, I'm going to let you go, wind you up and let you go. What would you think about this game?
1: I mean, it it was not the not what I wanted to see, especially early early going. But you got to give the guys some credit; they are coming off, you know, pretty pretty brutal into their schedule here with Florida. Then you know, two weeks later, Auburn, and then uh, or at Auburn, and then you know, the next week, Texas A and M. You got to get back on the on the snide there and and play a good team there. So it wasn't pretty to begin with. This will be one of those games where you look back on and say, we, we, we did some good things. Yes. Uh, it was unfortunate. We lose cager for the year in practice from what I'm heard is a non-contact injury and stopped practice completely, which, uh, you hate to hear that. Um, We'll, we'll we'll see about Pickens. All in all, I think any year and every year we take this this victory and 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 are happy with it. The this one this one though, while we knew it was going to be a blowout, it almost felt like a, it kind of not a loss, but it felt like a downer. Um, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna make us a little more excited and and say that Jake Fromm threw twenty nine 10 att- had twenty nine attempts, two fifty four yards through the air. Remember now he doesn't throw more than thirty very often. Uh four TDs, that's that's solid. Um Swift, seventy three yards on ten carries. They had to hold him out for like a half and a little more than a half. So you like that. Tyler Simmons, fifty two yards receiving Defense just is our is is bread and butter. Hey, and this Clems Clemson team that we just talked about gave up fourteen to Georgia Tech first game of the season or first or second game. So seven seven with an established team. Hey, I'll take that.
0: Yeah, I I I think that uh I don't hate Georgia's chances in the Clemson matchup, but they got to get through LSU before we can start talking about that. So should be interesting when we preview this SEC championship for sure. All right, Pierce. I've also another game. I've been really looking forward to talking about another one. That's really fun to talk about when you don't have a dog in the fight. That's the iron bowl. I even tweeted that and I, I, uh, I was pretty proud of myself. Some people that I, uh, you know, maybe don't even listen to the podcast liked it because it's true. It was a really fun one. Uh, sometimes Iron Bowls are not necessarily the they're, they're lopsided towards Bama, but this game certainly wasn't. And I will say, Pierce, it was crazy. We were up in the living room. You know, the whole family's gathered around watching the Iron Bowl, and we're just hooting and hollering. Be like, can you believe that? Oh my gosh, can you believe that? And I hate the way it ended, if only because I wish it hadn't ended in a penalty like that with the, the game, the way it went. Too many men on the field, ultimately. But the big story here, Pierce, to me, is hashtag college kickers. Bama has got, with all of the five-star talent on their team, they can't find a kicker to save their dang lives. With two minutes left in the game, their kicker, Joseph Boulevas, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Had a 30-yard field goal attempt to hit the left upright. I mean, you keep, it's harder to hit the upright than it is to get it dang through the uprights. But sure enough, he hits the upright, and it's no good. And uh, that ultimately is what sends the Auburn Tigers ahead in a win, 48 to 45, over the Alabama Crimson Tide or Tide. Just call them Tide. Uh, Pierce, what are your thoughts on this game? Did you have as much fun with it as I did?
1: Yeah, this was by far the most fun game of the week. No, no questions asked the back and forth ball game that was going on. And, and I hate to say it as much as I like my D my defense. It's fun watching offenses go to work. And that's kind of what that's that's, us for, for you did have good defense, but it was good. It was good offense against good defense and the offense was actually excelling. Uh the turnover battle certainly helped Auburn uh with Mac Jones's two interceptions. Mac Jones by the way, I just have to compliment him. 26 of 39, 335, four TDs. I mean, hey, this kid looks like he might be able to be a good prospect. Here's the thing though. Just get your get get the ball in the playmaker's hands for Alabama. They're so good that you get them in the the ball in their hands, and they could take it for six from anywhere on the field. So, um, and and it was again a, a back and forth game. I, I, I stared at. If you looked at the stat board on this, you, you'd read out the stats and go, "Okay, Mac Jones throws for three thirty five. Bo Nicks throws for one seventy three. Najee Harris throws or runs for one forty six. Um, Jartavius Whitlow one fourteen, And you go, "How did Auburn win this game?" turnovers and and some good defense and some timely uh timely calls certainly helped uh that being said well won. it's it's so hard to win in jordan hair and uh it, it was certainly a fun one to uh to watch like you uh, hit on
0: pierce did you know that wisconsin and minnesota are the most played series in I did. college football i didn't know that till we were watching game day of course live from minnesota last weekend and they they mentioned that and i was like that's not who I would. I expected like some Southern teams.
1: I, I actually got it. So I got it on. a. There was like a Geico. It was when Auburn, Georgia and Auburn played. They had the Geico it Aflac? or Aflac. I'm okay. sorry. I'm sorry. Sponsors. I apologize. Um, Yeah, it was Aflac. And I guess they took out power five because I think there are others. Oh. A couple of other schools like Yale, Harvard might be one. Okay. Those schools yeah. that had institutions dating back yeah, to... Like, I mean, the, Georgia's is the first football. publicly chartered school in the nation. And right. they're not even... You know, they don't even have one of the longest rivalries. So... I was surprised to see yeah. Wisconsin. Wouldn't Minnesota. Have guessed it's, it. it's pretty cool.
0: Well, this one battle for the axe. Yeah. The battle for the axe last year, of course, Minnesota was able to take the axe for the first time in a long time. I don't know exactly how many years it had been, but it goes right back to Madison, Wisconsin as the Badgers take down the Golden Gophers, 38 to 17. I'd like to highlight here really quickly, five sacks on the game versus uh, Minnesota and P.J. F- PJ Fleck and company not able to row the boat versus that defensive line in Wisconsin. Jonathan Taylor-Tailback gets a little bit of a quiet night, doesn't rush for over 100 yards after having several games with over 200 yards, only rushed for 76, but they didn't need him. They ultimately get the job done and uh, good for Wisconsin. Unfortunately, they're not going to make the playoffs even if they beat Ohio state due to that one, one point loss to Illinois earlier in the season, but uh, still a pretty big game for them. Big rivalry game as all of these are so good on Wisconsin. What are your thoughts on this game?
1: Uh, You, you kind of took the words out of my mouth. Uh, Wisconsin's defense just played, played a little bit better, especially uh, (laughs) defending the rush. Jack Cohn did a great job in the snow of not turning it over. Two two eighty through the air, two TDs. Tanner Morgan had a good game as well, but had a pick. Uh, and, and really, you didn't even have to have Jonathan Taylor carry the carry a massive workload. So good day if you're a Badgers fan, and uh, a pretty big victory on the road. Even if Minnesota's not all that they're chalked up to be or were thought to be um, before they lost, you know you're still going in and beating the number eight eighth ranked team in the country and that looks good on the schedule so um, we'll see how they do against the bucks in their rematch next week
0: another team that looks like they've probably clinched the playoffs it's kind of weird that we've already got three spots pretty much locked up it's just what's going to happen with that fourth spot the texas a&m aggies and the lsu tigers down in death valley lsu wins this one 50-7. Fifty to seven. Joe Burrow had another career night. He now has forty-four touchdowns to tie the SEC's single-season mark, which was previously had held by Drew Locke. And LSU improves to twelve and nothing. And uh, they've still got uh, a pretty long way to go in the season as they look to potentially win a national championship under Coach O. Uh, I gotta say, best team in the country in my eyes. Uh, should be interesting to see what they do versus Georgia which has the best you got the best offense and the best defense squaring off next week Pierce it's kind of kind of going to be fun potentially but we'll talk about that later what were your thoughts here on this game
1: uh just complete and utter domination you've had Clemson so Texas AM and unfortunately has, has had probably I think I know they're top 5 maybe they're 1 Tough they they have the strong uh toughest strength of schedule. You might want to fact check me on that, but I think they do. They had to go to Clemson, they had to go to Georgia, and all while also playing Bama.
0: I wanna say it was South Carolina before the season started, but maybe it's changed.
1: Okay. It's it's one of those, but I know they're up there. Um to see and I know it was rain it was sloppy and messy and whatnot last week. With Georgia Tech, a And but to see LSU on the road or at home, actually, sorry, Senior Day, big big time slip up there, but just just to see them do with slice and dice this a And M team, um, I don't see anyone who can. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be a high scoring team like in Ohio state, it's going to be, it's going to be pac 12 football and unless Georgia can upset them because there's no team left in this that has a possibility for the college football playoff, maybe Utah, but I would not go out on. A, I, I would, that would be out on a limb saying that would have a good defense. So I mean, Jer- Joe Burrow, locked up as Heisman this week. It's there's no ifs or buts, good for him, happy for him. Uh again, I I don't know. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of kind of what ifs here with this LSU team as far as we know they're one of the best two teams. Are they giving up points because they're taking they're getting up so quick and they're putting their backups in? Or do, is their defense susceptible? Because if their de- defense is susceptible, which scares me because Texas A&M didn't put up any points, um, then there's a chance that they could be beaten. But if not, I just don't see how this well machine just keeps rolling.
0: Out West Pierce, the number six Utah Utes got a little bit of help from the Iron Bowl when Alabama lost. They needed to take care of business first, the Colorado Buffaloes, and they do just that. After a scoreless first quarter, they score double digits in the remaining three quarters to win the game 45 to 15. On the flip side, Colorado was left out on the outside looking in, will not go bowling this year, which is unfortunate for Mel Tucker in his first year. But nonetheless, we're looking at a Pac-12 team potentially making the playoffs. Uh, not, I'm not really sure if that's actually going to happen or not. Um, I kind of like Oregon in the SEC, or not the SEC, in the Pac-12 championship. But in this game, they looked pretty good despite a rough first quarter. What were your thoughts on this game?
1: This was just uh, one team being better than the other. uh Colorado, yeah, I hated seeing Mel Tucker lose this game. Uh, You know, in your first season as a head coach, getting your your team to a bowl game is a big deal because you get those extra weeks of practice. They were actually leading after the first quarter. And then it was really defense by Utah. I mean, with the help of Damari Simpkins, 66-yard punt return, they just kind of had short field position. Zach Moss really didn't do anything crazy out of control. Their star running back, Tyler Huntley, only goes for 165 in an efficient game, 14 to 17 for two TDs, but just kind of a workmanlike 45-15 uh, victory for the Utes. And and yeah, no no doubt about it. Uh, the 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 loss that Alabama sustained this week is making the college football playoff committee very very happy.
0: Absolutely. Pierce, I don't know if you caught it, but Mike Gundy heading into Bedlam said that Oklahoma was a one-man show behind Jalen Hurts and his legs, uh, but Kennedy Brooks said, no, 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 I got this. Obviously, Gundy and company spent a little bit too much time preparing for Jalen Hurts because Kennedy Brooks rushed for 160 yards and a touchdown, and the Oklahoma Sooners beat the Oklahoma State Cowboys 34-16. to What were your thoughts on this game, you being the resident Big 12 guy?
1: Well, Gundy's always trying to stir the pot, so I wouldn't put too much into that. Um, I mean, Jalen, yes, albeit he only threw 16 times, completed 13 for 163 and a touchdown, but he also had 61 yards of rushing. Um, And then to your point, they've got a bevy of backs. They've always had good running backs at least going back the last 7 8 years um they they've had good backs it's just been their style of play where they throw it around the yard a lot more that sometimes can can hinder these running backs from getting over the century mark um really what it was for me was keeping Ch- uh, chuba hubbard in in check he he went for 104 still but 24 carries 104 4.3 while wow, that's still good. You keep you kept him in check, and uh, you know when your quarterback only throws for two oh seven and one interception, no touchdowns. That hurts, and no pun intended as hurts. Hurts Oklahoma with two TDs of his own, one passing, one rushing. Um, maybe wasn't the best look Oklahoma was look going for, uh, but on the road you'll take anything these days. So. Um, or this time of year. So I, don't be surprised. This is whoever's going to get in the, unless unless there's a George upset, it's going to be Oklahoma, Baylor, or Utah.
0: That is going to do it for our week 14 wrap up. Pierce, are you ready to get into championship week?
1: Let's do it. All right, let's, let's do, do it. it. Only
0: five games, so a little bit of a shorter preview for y'all. And uh, I don't know if you even have any easy peasies because we're picking all the games. Um so let's get to it. On Friday night the number 6 Utah Utes and the number 14 Oregon Ducks are heading to Santa Clara or Santa Clara I said Clarita. Uh Santa Clara, California to Levi's Stadium to take on the Pac-12 championship. That game right now Monday night where we're we're picking it at the spread is Oregon plus 6 points. Oregon was probably I, – I wouldn't have expected these two teams necessarily in the championship, uh, but here we sit. And uh, I, I'm i kind of leaning towards Oregon, but what are your thoughts?
1: We'll have to go back and check these but because of our previews yeah. and how crazy they were. But I think I had the, both these teams. Did you? Yeah, and I had Oregon winning um, in the preview. I'm going to go back and change that. I think Utah wins by six. Um,
0: this you know what? Air, you this talk. is this That's
1: is how yeah. Works. I'm I'm fully aware. Herbert still scares me. I, I'll go. I'll go Utah um, minus six. The smart play would probably be Oregon. But you got Tyler Huntley and Zach Moss. If they're fully healthy, then they should be able to take care of this Oregon team. Uh, who lost to, uh, if you if you believe in the transitive property lost lost to Arizona state who lost to Utah
0: transitive property does not apply to sports give me the ducks i don't know i just there's something about them that i i feel like they're not the best team this year but there's something about this game that i just feel like they're going to get up for it and i think that they beat utah this essentially is a playoff game utah's playing for their birth into the playoffs and they need a little bit of help from LSU, but they could potentially get it done. Obviously they're the media darling right now. Everybody in the media is talking about how Utah is secretly this really good team that we've been overlooking all year long. I think that they just want to pack 12 team in to, to shake it up a little bit, but uh, yeah, I don't know. For some reason I'm really feeling the Oregon and I've got nothing. Everything on paper says pick Utah uh, defensively. Utah's better. They're about even on offense, but uh, like I said, defensively, Utah's just better. I'm 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 gonna go Oregon though. Against my better judgment, I'm gonna go Oregon.
1: Given six I got points a soft spot. Given six points. Yeah. It's that's 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 a lot for an Oregon team who has skilled guys. Um so it, it'll be it'll be a f it'll be a battle no matter what.
0: This spread Pierce on this next game, and we just to peel a layer behind the onion, we went in level of what we considered importance or or rather implications. On the playoffs, we picked the Thursday or the Friday night game first because it's on Friday night, so that wouldn't make sense to put it last. But um, this game, Pierce, I think you can pretty much say that's all she wrote. Favored by 29 points in this game, the number three Clemson Tigers and the Virginia Cavaliers in the ACC Championship. That game is in Charlotte, North Carolina on Saturday night at 630 Central Time. 29 points points in a championship game and I've got to say I like that I think that's a good spread and I'm taking Clemson Virginia just came off a very emotional win um on the road and I think that they are just absolutely worn out Clemson's fresh they haven't really played anybody this year and they're already in so might as well go out this is going to be a little bit of a victory lap for them gearing up for the playoffs as they take on uh take on one of the big guns finally I'm taking Clemson minus 29.
1: Yeah, this is uh, this is an in- interesting matchup. You know, Bryce Perkins for Virginia actually has more throwing, more passing yards this year than Trevor Lawrence, which is surprising because he's also their leading rusher with 687 yards on the year. Um, I think where Clemson. Uh, Clemson wins this game uh, This one's a hard one to, to pick with the spread Because it's Do they Take the aggressive route Does Dabo take that Ridiculous nonsense BS Of a of a post game Answer um, About Playing South Carolina Does he take that and use that as motivation I would have to say so Um so you'd like to think that they would, would cover this Virginia line. I'm going to say that they're happy to get in just regardless. And they know it doesn't matter anymore. They can't get to number one. So they don't choose their own destiny. I like Virginia plus 29, um, go against you there. And I've been riding Clemson all year. Uh, so, if Bryce Perkins can do 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 some things and uh hopefully UVA, those Cavs fans, those those Who's fans go uh they, they travel um and can get the twenty nine point cover here.
0: <laughs> That's crazy ridiculous in a championship game.
1: We're doing like a reverse order of what we would normally do.
0: Oh, you mean like, because normally I'd be like, I'm not touching that spread with a 10-foot pole? Yeah. Well, that didn't work very well for me last week. So you know what?
1: <laughs> I you bet, give it very good by call. anything.
0: Pierce, this is a, the the Big Ten matchup is interesting because it's a rematch from earlier in the season. That rematch, of course, happening between the number one Ohio State Buckeyes and the number 12 Wisconsin badgers ohio state's already punched their ticket to the playoffs but do they repeat history of course the last team the last time these teams met it was 38 to 7 was the final score uh and that game was at ohio state so this is on the on the road quote unquote at lucas oil stadium neutral site but ohio state favored by 16 and a half points like i said do you is there any reason to believe that history doesn't repeat itself here in this matchup
1: and you said the line was remind me one more time sixteen. See that's that's not enough. I'd need Wisconsin at greater than twenty. I don't think they get as embarrassed as they did in the regular season. It's hard. It's hard to beat a team twice in football. Um, and I think Wisconsin has has gotten. A, I think they've improved in some areas, uh, especially Jack Cohn. Um, he's got, obviously, a lot on his plate this week with such a good defense and arguably the best player in the country, staring him straight in the face. Uh, every every play, that being said, at 16 and a half, I've got to go Ohio State. Um, J.K. Dobbins, again, will be the difference maker. Fields will make a couple, couple big plays here and there. Um, but Dobbins on the ground all day. In the Dome, no elements to to worry about. Makes Wisconsin, I think, a little bit more of a one-dimensional team. Uh, Therefore, I like OSU, not the OSU, just OSU.
0: I was like, where the hell are we going with this?
1: Our- to, to cover the spread 16 and a half.
0: i'm with you i'm taking ohio state they're they're officially at ohio state minus anything uh just like clemson i think 16 and a half, like you said is too low we've already seen these two teams play and it was an embarrassment now granted like i said that was at the shoe but i don't have any reason to believe that it's going to be any different this time around uh you know maybe by a few less points but still you know, I still like the roundabout twenty-one points win for Ohio State, so I'm going to take the uh, Buckeyes as well. Let's flip down to the Big Twelve championship. That game is actually uh, the first game to kick off on Saturday. The number nine Baylor Bears, the number six or seven rather, Oklahoma Sooners. Another rematch. The first time these two teams played, it was in Waco, and Baylor took, or I'm sorry, Oklahoma took that one, thirty-four to thirty-one. The, this time, Pierce, uh, Oklahoma, is favored by eight points, which I think is a little high. I kind of like Baylor potentially to get a little bit of a, uh, you know, a little bit of payback here, but we shall see. Just down the road in Arlington, Texas, at Jerry World. So, uh, you know, it's close to both teams, and that's the, that's the nature of championship games. So not really a home. It's still a neutral site. They're all neutral sites. But my point being, you know, was Baylor helped by being at home? Maybe, but I still kind of like Baylor in this. But I want to hear what you have to say.
1: Uh, as long as Oklahoma shows up with a pulse, they win this game by eight. They'll win this game by seventeen plus. This is uh, probably my favorite game of the day. Uh, Jalen Hurts and company just come in here rolling. They got there. They they. I mean, really, they avoided most most every hurdle but one. They came back at Baylor, and that is a tougher place to play than most people give uh, the fans in Waco credit for, Um, especially with that new stadium. Hurts over 3,000 yards passing this year um, as well as over 1,000 yards rushing. I just don't see anybody on Baylor's team who can keep up with that. They're kind of just a very balanced team. They don't have anybody that can... That sticks out or is a game breaker, and Oklahoma has them in spades. So it has them just out uh, of. They have so many playmakers, it'll make your mind spin. So give me Oklahoma um, at a pretty small number at minus eight. So Oklahoma, minus eight.
0: I think Oklahoma wins, but I think Baylor covers that spread. I think it's another relatively close one. Um, I'd even potentially am. am willing to say potentially Baylor upsets Oklahoma. I'm not that crazy though. So I am going to go Baylor covering the spread, but Oklahoma to win. I think eight points is a little too much in this game. Uh, Another very, or a, a relatively similar spread, I should say is seven and a half points. That of course, LSU being favored by in the SEC championship, the number four, Georgia Bulldogs, number two, LSU Tigers in Atlanta. Closest thing to a home game, you're gonna have a lot of Georgia Bulldogs, but you're also gonna have several LSU Tigers, considering the fact that it uh is, I don't know when's the when's the last time LSU was in the SEC Championship? Do you know off the top of your head?
1: Uh, Bama last
0: year Auburn, the year before, probably Bama the year before that. Probably Bama the year, uh, when before, it that. Was, Bama the year before that.
1: It was. It's got to be when Les Miles had them clicking. Back in uh, when did they play? When did they both play each other? And it like LSU won the first game. Was that 2011 when LSU won at Alabama, and then LSU went and played the SEC championship and had to play Alabama. For, I don't it, know. it was whatever. whatever created the playoffs. That was the last was time 11, LSU. I believe. Yeah. So then that was the a la- uh no, I think that was like 13. So anyway, regardless. I was in high school. That was the last that was the last time I think LSU went to the SEC West.
0: Wow. So so you're going to have a lot of LSU Tigers traveling for that, especially since they are favored to win and you know, if you're favored to win, you're making that trip for sure. So point is, it's just on the street from Georgia though, so you'll have a pretty good contingent. If it's just anything <laughs> if it just goes to show you Pierce the whole phrase of it just means more or how you know how sec fans show up most of these other championships the tickets are going for about $40 the big 12 or yeah the big 12 championship game you've got 61 the lowest ticket price right now to get into the sec championship is 178 dollars so give me a break uh you're gonna have a lot of people there and uh, a lot of drunk folks if i uh if i know any sec people that's for dang sure uh, Pierce, you've already kind of alluded to the fact that you think this is going to be a blowout win, and I don't necessarily disagree with you. I obviously hope Georgia does better than that, but does do they give you any reason to believe that they potentially could get up for this? Obviously, some major offensive woes, but defensively, they're, you know, I would argue the best in the country, but you're just happy to be playing I believe the future Heisman winner and the best offense in the country. So, is there any reason to believe that Georgia gets it done versus LSU?
1: Um, you have this line seven and a half, seven and a half at seven and a half. I don't know. I can make a pick on this game, to be honest. Um, Well, you have
0: to. That's the nature of the podcast. I
1: will give me give me a sec. Give (laughs) me a sec. Um, you know, you have a you have a team in LSU who's averaging forty eight point seven points per game. And a Georgia offense who's averaging actually averaging thirty two point nine, which is not as terrible as I thought. Um, Compared defensively, you have LSU twenty two point one, and that is going up against some weak competition, as well as you know, you know, doing some some different things and having some injuries. So uh, as where compared to Georgia, Georgia gives up ten point four. So again, it's going to come down to defense. Uh, Burrow and company are going to get theirs. I think this is going to be one where can you get pressure on, on Joe Burrow? It's got to be often. So I'm not going to use the the phrase early and often, even though I just did, but you got to get to him with four, um, and allow everybody else to kind of just sit back and do their, do their job and, and really lock down this, this wide receiving core. Um, And then on offense, it's just hopefully you can do your thing. Um, You know, Swift obviously was held out of last week's game. Uh, Could have gone back in easily, but they took his shoulder pads so that he was fresh for this game. Uh, At the end of the day, I'm going to bank on what I've seen out of LSU. Um, This game actually opened at 3, which is crazy to me. so it almost makes you want to think the sharps are stopping it at seven and a half, but at the same time, uh, I'll go LSU all day, every day. I'd still think Georgia has a chance. They've just got to play the perfect game and LSU has to sl- have a couple slip ups. And I just haven't seen that execution out of Georgia and that non-execution out of LSU this year. So give me the give me, L- give me the, Go Tigers.
0: Go Tigers. Minus seven and a half. We certainly have seen the Georgia Bulldogs get up for big games, games that I wouldn't have thought they would win or do well in. It's just been some bad bad luck for them in those bigger games. I don't know if I can with good conscience pick the Georgia Bulldogs in this one. Um, I am going to go LSU, if only because that's the smart pick if you're a Georgia fan. Um Joe Burrow's really good. I think he wins the Heisman. I think that this offense is really good. I do think Georgia has a next-level defense. I don't know, though, with some of the mistakes that Georgia's been making on offense, if the defense is going to be able to hold up for how much they're going to have to see the field, if anything holds true to how they've been playing. Fromm's got to get it together. He has not completed 50% of his passes in the fourth straight game now. Couple of key targets out for him as well. Lawrence Cager, of course, out for the rest of the season with an injury and George Pickens got himself suspended for the first half after getting in a fight with a Georgia tech player. So that's going to hurt. As far as Deandre Swift goes, yeah, you're right. He could have gone back in, but still scares me a little bit that he's probably going to be babying that shoulder, uh, at least for a little bit in the beginning of that game. Um, I don't, love the play calling from Coley still. I think that the the offense scares me so much that I just don't know if they're going to be able to put up enough points versus LSU. And I think the defense gets worn down. So I think this stays close in the first half, but I think in the second half, LSU really starts to separate. And I think that they win this by a good two touchdowns. If I'm being honest with you, it wouldn't surprise me. I do think it's ultimately a little bit of a blowout and uh, LSU punches their ticket as the number one seed in the college football playoffs in my opinion I've got nothing left you got anything else to add about any of these games coming up or anything that we touched on today
1: just my easy peasies. how are up. you gonna do
0: easy peasies? we picked all the games
1: we did um
0: so you gonna just reiterate your picks yeah well all right here we go a redundant easy peasy from Pierce
1: well you never know I could have changed up something
0: well then what's the point of making the picks
1: <laughs> easy peasy lemon squeezy money, money. Go easy peasy. Easy peasies. Ohio State minus 16 and a half. They're going to keep on rolling. Oklahoma minus eight. They're not going to treat this like a, a, a game where they easily went into Waco and won. They're going to treat this like they lost that game. So they will get up and win this one easily, minus eight. And then to your point, keep it short and sweet. Minus seven and a half. LSU all day, all day, all day. All
0: right. Uh, so we just reiterated what we were already said with the Easy Peasies. We don't condone gambling here at the Sibling Rivalry Podcast, but if you were to gamble, that's where we think the money is this week. That, for the final time this regular season, is going to do it here at the Sibling Rivalry Podcast. Doesn't mean we're done. We're still going to have podcasts for you, but they might be coming in a little bit of a different format. We'll have to keep you in touch with how that's going to work, but uh, we've enjoyed being with you this regular season keep keep being or keep subscribing rather for our postseason coverage we'll be sure to keep you up to date with all the news gonna have a i believe to be a more interesting off season after a quieter off season last year a lot of coaching turnover we'll have to keep you updated on the transfer portal so we'll have some off season podcasts as well but for the final time this regular season pierce i'm madison
1: and i'm pierce stay blessed y'all
0: i